Are you doing okay? Did you? Okay, no, wait. Like, do we want to just, let's start. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am one of your co-hosts, Wendy, joined, as always, and this week by the birthday girl, <laughs> Melissa. I'm here. Woot, woot, woot. Happy birthday. Oh, That's thank right. You. February birthdays all around. Yeah. All around. And we will co-celebrate when we get the band back together in London. Yes, which is in a couple weeks. It's less than two weeks, Melissa. It's two weeks from today. It's two weeks from today. Yeah, I leave like in a week and a half because I start out in Amsterdam and have to make my way to London. So, right? It's going to be awesome. And and we're going to be seeing Jessica. And I keep thinking of that picture from when we were all in York. Um, in Scarborough together, and it looks mm-hmm. like a, an album cover. And so I literally have been thinking about, like, we're getting the band back together. Well, it's because all three of us had the exact same raincoat, just in different colors. And they were all <laughs> primary colors. So there was a yellow, red, and blue. <laughs> we looked like really cool Teletubbies. <laughs> we did. We really did. <laughs> like Yo Gabba Gabba for the Gen X set. <laughs> <laughs> So, Melissa, what did you do for your birthday? Well, I had adventures in town here because if I'm not traveling and having uh, adventures out in the wilds, I figured I should have adventures just here in Minneapolis. So um, I've done it in birthdays past where I basically go, okay, I'm going to do things that uh, in Minneapolis or, or thereabouts that I have never done before. Or places I didn't even know existed until that day. Uh, try foods that or restaurants that I hadn't eaten at. So that's pretty much what I did. So I went to the Pavic Museum, which I didn't even know existed until that day. Which oh. is a it's a museum in the middle of an industrial park, <laughs> very well hidden in St. Louis Park. But it's a uh, uh, a museum of old broadcasting equipment so radios and tvs oh cool yeah yeah and it's it's really hands-on it's kind of geared it's like one big warehouse filled with really um old school radios and old school uh video uh recording machines and things like that so you can a lot of it's very hands-on so you know kids can go through and play with knobs and things (laughs) <laughs> you know, they can they can have their first try at a dial telephone. <laughs> right. But but it's really cool. You know, there's like different stations around the museum. You can like uh, telegraph another station and 
you know, you can hear it across the room oh, and, you know, fun. you can, you can dial up other phones in the museum and try to talk to people. And it's pretty neat. They have a theremin that you can play. Oh, um, who doesn't love to play a theremin? Right. Right. It, no, it was pretty neat. So uh, I, I, I showed up for that and they had this little thing where they give you a sheet of paper and that uh, gives a list of all the interactive stuff. And if you do all the interactive things, you get a prize. What's the prize, Melissa? Because I know you get them all. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. And I got my prize. It was a green, you know, rubber band bracelet that says Pavic Museum. So awesome. I earned my bracelet. Mm-hmm. And uh, next, I went to a store that I'd always meant to go to, but never had before, called 12 Vultures. It's up in Northeast. And it's, I'm it's making like a face. Once- Okay. Okay. You have never been to 12 vultures, have you? No. Or have you? And I mean, vultures are carrion eaters. So Uh like, I'm very interested in the aesthetic that you might be describing soon here. It is like if, uh, if you walked into a, a spooky, old, creepy doctor's medicine cabinet, you know, it is a store filled with animal skulls and taxidermy <laughs> and old medical equipment and art oh made from God. bones. And it, this is like a shop made for me. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, that <laughs> this is, that's I walked shop. in and I was so delighted. It's like, why haven't I been here before? It was amazing. And so I bought a pair of earrings for myself. That was my birthday gift to myself. I, I bought uh, earrings that were made out of, um, coyote teeth with fluorite (laughs) yes okay they were pretty neat and then i went to awamni which is a restaurant i've been meaning to go to for a while that uh the chef is native american and it's all native american food nice specifically sioux so it's sioux food and um i had bison stew and I had sweet bread with a topping of of wild rice porridge. And it was oh. really, really tasty. It's very savory food and very tasty. And there were about a half dozen other things I wanted to eat, but my stomach isn't that big. Um, it was very filling. And that was lovely. And then I went to see, we can segue into our movie talk uh-huh. because I went to see cocaine bear oh my god <laughs> right have you I, seen cocaine bear no and i almost went this weekend so we could talk about it together because we do need to start aligning more once in a while um oh we can just work so on we that can, yes like, yeah, so we can both squee together but melissa like number one that movie is getting like what i am seeing online is that movie is perfect and what i mean by that is that is the, they are selling you the movie that you are getting. And that oh, everybody God, yes. is absolutely loving the movie that they are getting. In mm-hmm. our household, we call those movies great. And we have taught <laughs> our daughter what that means. She's like, we're, she's like, what is this movie? And we're like, oh, honey, it's great. And she's like, oh, because she knows it's not good, but it's great. But it's great. Now... It is, I will, I will go right into it then, because fuck yeah, Cocaine Bear released one day before my birthday, 
yes, it's going to be my birthday movie, Cocaine Bear. And I will say that is a poster. That Cocaine Bear poster is probably one of the best designed posters ever made because it is a bear made out of cocaine and it says cocaine bear and the date it's being released and no other information because that's all you need to know. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's true. <laughs> yes. And so cocaine bear is a movie made by the Lord Miller team. Uh, they're producers on this, but they were the people who did the Lego movie. Oh, sure. And, and uh, Mitchell's versus machines which is oh, hilarious, so by the yeah. way. Um, so, the, But they're just producers. Uh, the director is Elizabeth Banks, who can do no wrong in my book. She's and, amazing. And she has right? such a great sense of humor. Like, yep. her comedy chops are top-notch. Yes. And, um, you know, it's Ray Liotta's last film. So, you know, honor to the great Ray Liotta. And it is a movie... Wait, I apologize. Did Ray Liotta die? Did I miss yes, he, that? Yes, he did. Dang. <laughs> yeah, right? What rock was I under? <laughs> it was, It was. I, I feel like it was a couple months ago. Okay. That he passed oh, away. Well, um, yeah. raise a glass to Mr. Leota. Okay. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And so, dear listeners, Cocaine Bear is exactly the movie you're being sold, especially if you've seen the trailer. It is a bear... That ate a bunch of cocaine and is picking off people. That is we, that is what you get. <laughs> that is exactly my, what. Yes. <laughs> I think my favorite moment in the trailer is when they climb a tree. Like, bears can't climb trees. Yes, they can. Yes, yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> so... I feel like it's it is a horror comedy. I feel like the comedy probably could have used another pass over the script, like like one additional punch up. But uh, it's when it works, it really works. It is quite funny uh, when it's really firing on all cylinders. And um, there are a lot of characters because um, many of them are not long for the earth. I love that. Yes, please give me a large <laughs> cast so we can really mow them down. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, you know the the characters are are kind of well done. You know, they're each there's a lot of characters, but you know they each get their little moments on screen, and you know they have some. Uh, they're they're not just disposable people. They're actually set up as characters, so, which I appreciate. And. Um, there's there's a bear on cocaine. And um, the other thing I will say, um, it is violent. It is very violent. It is like I love even it. I am I am a very jaded person when it comes to violence, but this is a this is a movie that pulls no punches. You you see entrails, uh, you see some fairly unique ways of being dispatched. Okay. And, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, not so much because I love gore movies, but mm-hmm. because I like to make sure that we're keeping, like, we keep pushing the edge, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let's not sanitize things. And also, there is a lot of fun to be had with really good gore. Also, from a woman director, because, like, uh, there's still right. so much sexism around women as horror directors. Right. Right. And Elizabeth Banks does does the violence well, I will say. 
So yeah, it's a bear on cocaine. <laughs> Based on a true story. What? Yes. What? There actually was a cocaine bear. Melissa, when we yes. I yes, I saw that in the trailer based on a true story, which I was like I was laughing at. But like, have you looked up the real story? Because like based on oh, a real story can be like, yes, there was a bear. Oh, I, I know this story quite well. Uh it was in the eighties, and by the way, this is an eighties piece. Um <gasps> awesome. It and it doesn't lean too much into the like everything's Lisa Frank. No, it's, but it's very definitely eighties in terms of child endangerment. So oh, that's very yeah. realistic. Right. Right. Us Gen Xers, so, right? Like yeah, we're the, we were, when we call ourselves we were, a forgotten generation, it's not just because people forget about our generation. It's because our parents literally forgot about us. <laughs> just yeah, run it, away and come back when the streetlights come back on. It, it is extremely realistic in that, in that sense. So anyway, true story of cocaine bear. There was this uh, drug runner who was flying a plane over forest and he chucked out all the cocaine in, in these duffel bags and they scattered all over this, this national forest where they were going to be intercepted by, uh, you know, people who were picking up the drugs. But the guy uh, failed to operate his parachute properly and wound up smashed on somebody's driveway with a, a one of the duffel bags full of drugs. And so there was indeed, as people were tracking down these duffel bags full of drugs, there was indeed one ripped open and there was a very dead, very stoned bear near it. <laughs> it had ingested pounds of, of cocaine. Like oh it was full. God of cocaine. So this bear did not go on a killing rampage, but up to the point where there was a bear eating cocaine. It's a true story. <laughs> and that I can appreciate. Poor bear. And by the way, the the nickname for this bear is Pablo Escobar. <laughs> And I can't remember where the bear is, but the bear was taxidermied and does reside somewhere in the southern area of the United States. Oh, God, of course go, it does. You can go see Pablo Escobar. <laughs> As a matter of fact, dear listeners, I will put a link in the show notes to Pablo Escobar. Oh, that's magical. <laughs> that's magically delicious. It is. Um but you also went to Bee Fest. Was there anything like I did. super duper? Um, well, I did cover it in the Bee Fest episode, but um, my favorite new thing, because there were many things, dear dear listeners and dear Wendy, Xanadu was in the lineup this year. And, <gasps> you know, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and they should have closed the fest with it. It was the second to last, and they, they closed it with an Uwe Boll film. It's like, no! You did no. it wrong. You no. end. You end either with Streets of Fire or Xanadu. One of I, those two. Wait, did you have Streets of Fire too? Yeah, we got. <gasps> we had a great. You had three, a magical year at B Fest. We had a one-two-three punch leading into the last film of Space Camp, Streets oh, of Fire, shit. and Xanadu. You had an 80s tastic time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Blood Rain should have been in the middle of the night. No, those three should have ended the. Th but anyway. Yeah. 
My my favorite thing, my favorite thing that was new to me was Thrilling Bloody Sword, which is a 1980 Taiwanese film of magical folklore what the fuckery it, it's absolutely bloody bonkers so anyway that that was my delight and that's a movie that i find very hard to describe uh I, we I, did our best in the episode so you can go to last week's dear listeners and listen to like four people all try to uh describe it very poorly so did, did everybody sing during xanadu uh, a few of us did. Okay. I did. Uh, yes. Good. I'm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Melissa, for doing it right. God damn it. <laughs> uh, um, it was okay. really fun watching the people who had no idea what the fuck was going on during Xanadu. Once the animation hit, I think uh, their heads exploded a little. That is they, always their eyes my... Just... Yeah. It's always my favorite <laughs> moment when you watch people just go, what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh and that no. and the hoedown during the last scene oh yeah the yeah. 80, like everybody forgets the early 80s there was this weird fad for like country music mm-hmm. it, it was so like urban the urban cowboy thing so yep. bizarre so bizarre in retrospect like and why the, was the fringe that long uh, because it's awesome. That's why I desperately <laughs> like. I desperately want a jacket with fringe that long. It is <laughs> like it like so much of me imprinted on Xanadu, and it's so problematic. <laughs> but my favorite thing is that even in the animated sequence, when she's a little bird, she's got leg warmers on. Yep. <laughs> it's the best i <sighs> shrieked that out as a call out line when that happened and like everybody around me went oh my god <laughs> <laughs> did you did you point out my favorite thing to point out which is the um suspend me in time sequence when she's singing with all the glowing lines that that is a three minute long slow close-up yep with yep. like that is my favorite thing to point out to people after about a minute and then they go Oh, oh my God. God, you're right. It's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> I love Xanadu so much. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so this week, Melissa. Yes. Um, uh, we watched Megan. <gasps> Yay! I was hoping you'd say Megan because I want to hear about Megan. I haven't seen <laughs> Megan yet. Oh my. Melissa! I um, know. It's the same people who did. Housebound. Housebound, yeah, and with um, like James Wan producing, yeah, like so very, yeah, um, and it stars Allison Williams, who of course starred in one of our favorite Fantastic Fest films, The Perfection. Yes. Which listeners, if you have not seen The Perfection and you want some what the fuckery, that movie Indeed. is chef's mm-hmm. kiss. Um, what's so funny is it's PG-13. That's amazing. Um, and so I was kind of poking around. It was shot originally as an R-rated movie, but then as they were editing it, they're like, realistically, we're right on the edge. What if we toned it down a bit? Because we really think teens are going to love this. And, mm-hmm. um, spoiler alert, they did. And so, um... 
Jason Blum was like, you know, what dragged me to hell was a PG-13 and it did incredibly well. Yeah, let's yeah, let's edit it back a little bit. And it's still creepy as fuck because creepy mm-hmm. dolls are creepy. And uh-huh. the way they manage the the animatronic the animatronic doll, all the all the things they're doing are so effective. And um yeah, it's like there's so much wonderful like oh shit there's the doll behind you and it wasn't there before and oh shit the doll's listening but also there's some really subtle things around um around how much technology is around us and if you have a doll that is specifically meant to interface with all those things <laughs> like maybe you don't want to plug it in <laughs> to all of those things um because uh, um so like it it is so spot on in a little bit of its satire um like not a huge spoiler but like Allison Williams works at this toy company. She helped develop this thing called a perpetual pet. And it is this weird, like, Tamagotchi, Teddy Ruxpin hybrid nightmare that you interact (laughs) with. Like, you can interact with it on your iPad and you can feed it. And it, like, it even, like, poops. It, it, like, (gasps) poops out little pellets. And I'm like, why would anybody want a pet that poops? And it, yeah. So... Um, So there's a lot of like real subtle satire there about the way we choose to engage with our kids. Cause like the two parents, the one parent is like, she's on her, like, how is this a toy? All she is, is on her iPad playing with the toy that's sitting next to her, but she's not even looking at the toy. It's Mm -hmm. like, ah, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, So Allison Williams uh, is, um, ends up having to care for her niece because of a terrible accident, and mm-hmm. um, and she's working on this this Megan prototype, and here's her niece who needs a friend, and so she's like, I know, here's this doll. What could go wrong with giving a prototype doll to a child that is in severe trauma? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is this there is this therapist character and she has some <laughs> wonderful facial expressions where you can tell she's just like what the shit have you done <laughs> um oh. it's a lean movie it is it's not super long like i mm-hmm. there was at no like it kept moving really really nicely um, yeah, we had a we had a great time watching it, an absolutely great time watching it, and it ends well. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about the ending, but the like the the ending is the ending is solid, right? Which is important, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you get these really fun fun movies, and it's like, are they gonna uh, are they gonna stick the landing? Yep, they do. The ending is solid um, with. When you see it, Melissa, I want to talk to you about it because there's one thing that I'm like, but what about that? 
Okay, so my assignment this week is to watch Megan. Your assignment is to see Cocaine Bear. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just do this episode again next week from alternate perspectives. (laughs) Well, we'll catch We'll just catch up a little bit and then, you know. But yeah, it's important. We need to talk about these things. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Wendy, going back to Cocaine Bear, a lot of people have been saying online that they're looking forward to the Cocaine Bear cinematic universe, which I'm all for. Oh, yes. Asylum Films is already putting out Attack of the Meth Gator in an attempt (laughs) to cash in. I want um, opioid opossum. I want. <laughs> I want crack chinchilla. I want Roid raccoon. Roid raccoon. <laughs> yes, the roided out raccoon. Come on, come on, because those fuckers have really dexterous little hands. They there could right? be some like that could be some seriously fucked up shit. Like, do you remember? Deep Blue Sea, where it was like, you made sharks smart. What the fuck were you doing? Um, yeah. Can you imagine if you made raccoons, like, super smart? Like, <laughs> the fuckery they could get up to? Like, mm-hmm. kind of like that old movie, like that movie Monkey Shines, right? Yeah. Only it's a raccoon, so it's really adorable, but also murderous. <laughs> Whoever I mean, takes really, that that's just it, raccoons. I, I just want a small that's... finder's fee, right? We can negotiate. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> um, so, just yeah. letting that sink in. I'm. It, it's my happy space right now, dreaming up drug animals to go attack people. <laughs> um, so it sounds like you had a great birthday. I did. So, I had so much fun. Thank you. That's so great. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, so we can actually let's wrap let's wrap this up. Yeah, sure we can. Yeah, let's keep it lean and tight. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that was for. <laughs> what I'm thinking of actually is um, uh, Alan Tudyk in um, Knocked Up. Just tighten. <laughs> Yes. Tighten. So you want me to lose weight? No, 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 no. Just just tighten. tighten. (laughs) Oh, bless Alan Tudyk. I am so close to being done. Um, You know about the Alan Tudyk animated cross-stitch collection project I'm doing, right? Yes. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I am so close to being done with K2SO. And that mm-hmm. will conclude the official collection. I do have a couple of ideas for maybe one or two more. Or you could just wait. Well, I mean, that's the thing. There's going to be more. It's Alan Tudyk. <laughs> there is. But like, um, like uh, from iRobot, but I can't figure out how to do that one that looks right is the thing. But Chris kind of asked for one. And then I... I should do mm-hmm. like a little mini fig version of Wash, right? I should do and that. And also, you realize he does voices for the Harley Quinn show. Yes, but we don't watch that. And that keeps me safe for the moment. Because the minute we watch that, <laughs> then I'm going to have to cross-stitch that, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it, and the only reason we're not watching it is we're in a golden age of television right now. Holy it's true. fuck. Um, so, and, and yet we just keep rewatching beloved things. We're on our umpteenth rewatch of the good place right now. What are you going to do? Mm. So, um, so listeners, thank you for joining <laughs> us. I love how we did, we're just saying we're going to keep it tight, and then we just wandered off about Alan Tudyk for a while. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to save us from ourselves, Melissa. I know. I know. I believe, please, please proceed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I have been one of your hosts, Wendy, joined by the magnificent Melissa magnificent melissa and we will talk to you again next week yay <laughs> yay <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. No, this is my microphone. Go away. <laughs>